Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You don't serve God for pats on the back. If you do, you're going to die serving. Number one, you're going to get hurt feelings. Somebody didn't say something to you when you did it. Your name wasn't mentioned. So I learned to serve for the job well done. Because to be very honest with you, I'm not trying to please you. I'm trying to please him. Now, I'm trying to please you. You understand that. But my whole motive is really God. Serving in or for the body of Christ is quite a tricky thing to do mentally. You want to be recognized for the work you do, but you don't want to do the work only to be praised by those you're serving. And then when people do recognize you and thank you for your service, you've got the challenge of remaining humble, thanking them for the recognition, but remembering you're ultimately serving God. (laughs) Well, Pastor Mark's teaching today will help you navigate these minefields to get to the goal of biblical servanthood. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Romans chapter 12 as he continues his series, Motivational Gifts. And I can remember many times the grounds All the things around the church, that was my dad's responsibility too. Now, my dad could delegate because he had two sons. (laughs) And uh, we were volunteers. I'm not sure I had the gift of service, but it didn't matter. And so I remember mowing the lawn. We lived in Michigan. I remember mowing mowing the lawn. I remember shoveling snow like crazy, ice, getting ready for the Sunday services. I remember all that. But I remember this too. In spite of all of that, doing all the things my dad had to do, I never heard him complain. He was a tremendous teacher. Oh, I wish you could have heard him. He was a little more of a preacher than I am. But he could real teach. Got his master's degree in counseling way back in the 50s, which was unheard of in Christian counseling. He was an administrator of a college, the Bible college. He was a brilliant man, but he was a humble man. I never heard him complain about having to do all of the work in the church. I often thought if he had more help, what in the world that church would have been? You see, the reason God has really blessed this church, well, there's lots, but one of them is you guys are incredible, so you love to come alongside us. And help the pastors and the staff of this church. We couldn't do it without you. And you're such a real blessing to me. And I just want to thank you again. The reason I have an eye for detail is because of my dad. And because of my mom. My mom was always raised in the ministry. Her dad was a minister. And so I have great heritage in a time when... 
pastors just, that's who they were. There was in a church, there was no like senior pastor. They were senior everything. They were the whole ball of wax. But I saw a work ethic and a love for people. And hopefully I've been able to emulate that in my life. Number five, servants have a high energy level. They tend to do more than ask. Now, if you say, well, I'm a servant, and somebody asks you to do this, and then they ask you to do this. If you don't mind, do this, that. And you, know, you go, well, I really don't have time, and i got a ball game over here, can't do that. And, you know, that's not into my thing or whatever. That's probably not your gift. Either that or you're lazy. I just have to speak frankly. Because, see, a servant, well, they have this energy level. They're going for it. Now, it doesn't mean they're like, like crazy, but they'll get it done. And they usually do beyond what you ask. That's a beautiful thing. Because that's what a servant is doing. They're not doing it because somebody's watching them. They're doing it because they get great pleasure from doing these kind of things. And they accomplish a great deal. They're not the people that are resting all the time. That's not the servant. Those are people that have been delegated to, got to do it, the job's there, so I do it. Number six, these people feel, as a servant, they feel great joy, great joy in doing things that are helpful. You see, it isn't the words they're going to say, their actions, they just love it. They're wired to do it. And here's the problem. They have difficult understanding why other people don't love to serve. So they see all these things happening and I'll make some more announcements tonight. We need people to serve here and um, this, that, and the other. And these people that are serving go, what is wrong with you? Because they feel everybody should have the same kind of desire. And so they get a little frustrated with that because of that area. Number seven, a server has difficulty saying no. That's a positive thing. In a moment, you're going to see I use it as a negative thing. They're good at a task. They know they've been called to serve. Somebody makes an announcement. They're loyal. They can get to it. Number eight. A server likes short-range projects. If you say to a server, we got this deal coming, It's going to take about eight or nine months. We need you two Saturdays a month. It'll drive them crazy. They're not interested in that. Because a true server at heart, bottom line, where do they get the satisfaction? A job well done. They don't want to wait nine months. So they're better with the short-term kind of deal. Now, they will do it. But you kind of got to break it off into things. And let them accomplish this, then let them accomplish that. So that's where a person with a gift of leadership can break a project down, and the person that's serving doesn't know it's a nine-month deal. (laughs) It's just nine one-month deals. (laughs) And they're going to violate up for the next one. So, again, some of you that are leaders, maybe you'll learn something. Those of you that are servers, you might be wise and say to the guy, is this one of the nine-month deals that you're talking about here? Now, number nine is funny because you would think it's not true, but it is. A server needs to feel approved and appreciated. 
That's something that all of us have to be good at. I'm good some at this, but I'm not really that good at that. This is an area I have to work on. The reason I have to work on this area is, to be very honest with you, I mean, I love people to say good job or thank you or I like the video or whatever. I mean, I love that. We all want that. But to be honest, I learned from my dad and all the rest, you don't serve God for pats on the back. If you do, you're going to die serving. Number one, you're going to get hurt feelings. Somebody didn't say something to you when you did it. Your name wasn't mentioned. So I learned to serve for the job well done. Because to be very honest with you, I'm not trying to please you. I'm trying to please him. Now, I'm trying to please you. You understand that. But my whole motive is really God. But I like to be appreciated and said thank you to So do you. So I have to work on that area. And maybe you have to work on that area. Maybe you're not generous. Now, be careful if you're like super generous with praise. Because pretty soon people go, (laughs) Am I right? Because everything, oh, you did such a wonderful job. It was a great job. I go, on and on. I go, pretty soon you go, okay, turn the record off. But maybe you're one, like I said, that's where I have to work at. I have to say to people, thanks, thanks so much. And because my head's going and I'm going whatever, sometimes I don't do a good job, but then I have to do it. So a person that's a helper, they're not doing it to be appreciated because that's the wrong motive. But they need to have somebody say, good job. Good job, well done. So those of us that are really helped with all of these people all the time, that's something that we have to pay attention to. Number 10, loves to be around other people. Since servers get satisfaction from meeting the needs of others, they got to be around people. They're not loners. A prophet's more a loner. A servant is never a loner. Because they've got to be right there and see the needs of people. They've got to see them. They're opportunistic. When they see it, they go with it. Now, a server is not only maybe mixed with the gift of helps, but this is another gift in the Bible. Some people would divide it out as a separate gift. The gift of hospitality. See, the gift of hospitality is someone who's able to open their house, their home, their heart, and they just love to have people over. Let me read to you in Acts chapter 16. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Understand what that happened. God opened her heart and then she opened her home. I read a book probably 25 years ago that always has impacted me. It's a very simple book. Open heart, open home. You see, as a Christian, all of us should have the gift of hospitality. Not as much as a server, but we should all have it. Look at here. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you opened your home? Now, I don't want all the excuses. I'm not a good housekeeper. I can't cook. It's too small. Dog doesn't like people. Whatever. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't like people. No, whoa, 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 whoa. You and the dog make a great pair, don't you? Let me just ask you. When is the last time you opened your home? We should be opening our homes. Can any of you remember back when you were a kid and there was always a few people in the neighborhood or the church or somewhere, their home was always filled with a thousand kids or whatever, and you love going there. Can you remember that? Those were special people. They don't care. Bring the neighborhood. I can remember those kind of people. You'd walk in and she just put another three or four plates down. A little more cornbread, a little more beans, whatever. And away we went for it. Anybody remember that? See, those are the people that really have the gift of hospitality. Not all of us have that. But our home should be open. When is the last time you invited another couple over? Or two couples? Or three couples? I want to challenge you with that. Practice hospitality. Notice, Hebrews, keep on loving each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. In 1 Peter 4, 9, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. The reason I read that is, a moment ago when I challenged you, some of you underneath your breath went, and God just got you. Don't raise your hand. You don't need to. Didn't he? He just got you. It says, practice it without grumbling. So a server loves to be around people and loves to have people in their home. Let's go quickly. Here's some dangers. You see, if the gifts are not operated in the spirit, then they're operated in the flesh. And how do I get in trouble? Number one. I'll be critical of others who do not help out with obvious needs. In other words, I can pretty soon say, man, I'm the only one doing this thing. These people walk right on by me. What in the world's with these people? And so something good turns into something critical. Because remember, you easily see a need. These other people, they could care less. They just walk right on by it. Number two, have a hard time saying no. That's a danger. See, God didn't make you to do everything in the church or in your community. Now, how does that express itself? This could be A, B, and C, but we'll just put three. We can become so busy, these people, that they neglect their own family. So they're serving at the church, they're serving in the community, they're serving at the school, they're at the little league field. They're so busy serving, it could be mom or dad, that the home is hurting. Number four, they can become so busy they suffer burnout. Now, for a Christian, and for a Christian who is spirit-filled, I don't believe there's such a thing as burnout. I don't believe that's scriptural. Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. Cast all your burden on me. doesn't mean ministry isn't hard for any of us, all of us, but I don't believe it's burnout. But it can be if I try to do everybody else's job. If you try to do everything that's available in front of you because you're a great server, you will burn out. Now, what's the danger? The danger is, we talked about this in our pastoral staff meeting today. The danger for pastors is, when you find a server that does things with excellence, use them. Abuse them. That's what happens. We use them, and use them, and use them, 
and use them. Why? Because they can't say no. And they do an incredible job. But eventually, they burn out. And then they walk away from the ministry. And we were the cause. Now, why does that happen? Well, it happens, one, because we're insensitive to that. There's more stuff. But it happens, too. And let me just be very conscious that I say this kindly to you. It happens because quite often in the church, the 80-20 rule works. 20% of the people do 80% of the work. And it's the same people. And so the other 80% aren't involved. These 20 are trying to catch up. That's not true in this church. That figure isn't as by any way. But there's definitely room for improvement. And that's why you're here, to go through that and understand what your gift is. Number five, often find it hard to accept others serving them. This is a big one. I'm a server. Come on over to my house. No, we want you to come over to our house. No, I don't want to go over to your house. We want to give you this gift because you've been... I don't want to accept that gift. We want to take you out to dinner because... I'm not going to take me out to dinner. I love to take people out. You're not taking me out. So, see, what happens is, if you don't let people serve you, you rob them of a joy. Understand, a server gets it. Serving people is a joy. It's not like, i got to serve these people again. (laughs) No, it's incredible joy. Isn't it? Yes. I mean, can you imagine our pastors here? If every time they had to get up here, Palmer's going on a mission trip or something. You got to preach, Dave, or you got to preach, Kenny, you got to preach, Dean. Oh, boy, I got to preach again to them people. <laughs> man, how about, oh, I say to the man, how about singing another song? Another one? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. So it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's joy. Number six. Servers are real people. They can get hurt if nobody appreciates them. So one of the things you want to do when you leave, and remind yourself, when you see a parking lot person, an usher, the sound guy's here, the video, when you go to pick up your kids, you know, a thank you would be in order, wouldn't it? A thank you from where? Your heart. That's a good thing. Thanks. They'll be blown away like, what happened? (laughs) But it's a good thing for us to do. Now, remember, we're all servers. So I want you to fill in the blank on your paper, if you take notes or in your mind. First question, where are you serving in this, your church? Fill in the blank. Where are you serving? You see, if you can't write in anywhere... There's a problem. And the problem is you. Because you're not exercising your gift, and you have one. Oh, you have one. Because you're not exercising your gift, either some things are being left undone, or somebody is having to do your job and theirs. For instance, we need lots more ushers, greeters, welcome people. That's not a difficult job. Month on, month off. Why aren't you serving? That's just one little area. So think about that. Pray about it. You see, the reason you're here is to 
learn the joy of serving in whatever gift. We'll talk about teaching and all those things, our kids' ministry. There's lots of areas to serve. Now, you don't serve. Remember, you don't serve because, man, I felt guilty. I'm not coming back next Wednesday. I couldn't put anything down. No, you can't serve because you feel guilty because that won't last. And we don't want you. You know, can you imagine a greeter? How are you this morning? I'm a new greeter. They said I had to be here. Come on in. We'd like you for Easter. That'll help us take care of the parking problem. Because nobody will be here next week. So that isn't going to work. But I'm very serious. When you stand before God and he said, gifted you, what'd you do with it? I did. What are you going to say? Number two, if you're serving, are you doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit? Hard for all of us. Pastors have to do this very often. Am I doing it in God's strength or am I doing it in mine? And last, and I'll read a verse about this in a moment. Is your service bringing glory to God? The whole reason we're using any of our gifts is not for us. It's for God. So I had to check my motive. Let's turn to one uh, verse. It's in Hebrews chapter 12. It'll just take a moment, then we'll be done. And you really have to thank the kids' ministry. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily tangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for each of us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider him and what he's done for you and what he's done for me so that I don't get weary and I don't lose heart. And one of the things that you have to consider, what did Jesus do? To his disciples... He washed their feet. You know, these are the same guys saying, who's going to be first? Who's going to be second? He washed their feet. The feet of the guy, Peter, who three times later said, I don't know the guy. He humbled himself and he endured. He kept his eyes on the goal and he served mankind and he served his father. And because he did that, he didn't get weary. Jesus operated in the power of the Holy Spirit. He didn't get his accolades from men. He got them from his Father. That's what you and I want to do. We want to endure. For the joy set before him was all of you. Every one of you that are going to hand out flyers and give this, the people to come to the Lord, That's the joy that Jesus was looking for. It's for people's lives it would be changed. Today, Pastor Mark taught more about the need for pastors and other leaders to have servant qualities as well. 
He also spent time talking about the natural attitudes that those with the gift of service have. You also learned about the need to maintain a good balance between serving in the church and taking care of your family so that you can avoid burnout or being misused. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This brings this portion of Pastor Mark's series, Motivational Gifts, to a close. Next time, he'll continue teaching about the gift of service using Jesus as the example. You'll hear how Jesus demonstrated this servant leader quality on the night before his crucifixion. And how the disciples really didn't understand what he was trying to say to and show them. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His word made flesh in a hurting